1: A name you know who's in the know. It's the Cindy Adams Show, 77 WABC.
0: I am now about to speak to Academy Award nominee for Bullets Over Broadway. His name is Chaz Palmenteri. He's also known for A Bronx Tale. It's been a movie. It's been a play. It's been everything. He has a podcast. He has an Italian restaurant. He has a beautiful wife. His name is Chaz Palmentary, so Chaz Palmentary, my friend, I remember the huge jazzy Broadway stage opening of your <laughs> A Bronx Tale. Did, <laughs> any yeah. of those old time gangsters guys show up that night for the opening?
1: Oh my God, yeah, a lot of them did for the opening. They were, and they were all in the first <laughs> couple of rows, and they just sat there, you know, <laughs> and and cracks maybe a smile. And while I was doing it in the opening and I'm going, oh my god i I know people, other people are laughing. I go on, oh, but I'm going to hear a lot of and all of a sudden they came backstage and they were smiling backstage and loved it, and they had a great time. But I guess it wasn't cool to laugh. I don't know <laughs>
0: they just but didn't weren't laugh. you a little uh, seriously, weren't you a little bit scared? Well, I knew
1: i changed I changed all the names, you know. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, uh, Eddie Mush knew he was Eddie Mush because that was Eddie Mush. Eddie Mush was there, in fact, you know, that, you know, I mean, in other words, Eddie Mush was in the audience when I was playing the part, you know, and um, those guys were all alive back then, you know, and they knew who it was, who they were, but I didn't use their real name. So it was OK. <laughs> okay. You know, so it was OK.
0: We know we know so much about the Bronx tale, but we don't know all so much about Chaz, what, what what are your experiences growing up? Tell me. Well, I mean,
1: basically, if you look at the Bronx Tale, I mean, my my experience was I was this, you know, I was this young and odd. I was like an artist. I I wrote poetry when I was fifteen, sixteen, and, and I got it published in the uh, the high school. Uh, my high school thing. And I, I would write, uh, I, you know, I wanted to be an actor when I was 10, 11, I grew up imitating all the wise guys. Um, you know, I, I wanted to sing. I wanted, to, I wanted to act. I wanted to write. It was inside my blood, you know? And so I would imitate all the wise guys growing up and all the wise guys would, and all the guys would go, Oh, let's have tell the story. Cause I would tell the story and I would embellish it and make it funnier than what it really was. And I always saw the humor in everything. Everything, no matter what it was, no matter how bad it could be, I can make it funny or exaggerate it and make it funny. And I re- thought about that. You know, it's an interesting question you asked me, Cindy, because I, I thought about my life lately. You know, I'm getting older and I'm writing things and I go, wow. Yeah. You know, I always did that. I always made something that was serious or something that was funny, funnier.
0: OK, so, were you poor? Uh, were you poor or rich or what were you?
1: oh god no we I, I I would say we were poor, but we weren't rich. We were all the same we were lower middle. i would say lower middle class, yes, yeah, we lived in a five floor walk up um My dad was a bus driver. I remember he made forty eight dollars forty eight dollars a week. that was his starting salary i remember Oy,
0: uh-huh.
1: and you know I remember it's about what I'm rent. getting
0: earning here yeah go ahead <laughs>
1: i I remember our rent. Our rent I shut that off. What the hell is going on? Our rent was um thirty six dollars a month. And um wait wait a minute My rent was thirty six I remember our rent was thirty six dollars a month. I never forgot that. And and I still there's a mentality of me that, that still always thinks that. You know, it's terrible. It really is. But my dad my 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 dad was always like, with an up attitude!" My mother was always happy, and and everybody in the Italian neighborhoods, and we we all had the same. So I didn't really think I was poor. We we we, you know, my father had to go to the Shylocks to borrow money when he was behind. He, I remember that, you know. And
0: did you try ever try to do anything that wasn't honest, like your friends?
1: Uh, I mean, did I do some things that weren't honest? Yeah. Yeah, I guess I did, yeah.
0: Yeah. okay, yeah, okay.
1: Nothing serious, nothing hurting anyone, nothing, uh, did we steal things? Yeah, I I have to be honest about that, yeah. Okay. We uh, we had a club, we had a club uh, in the basement of my friend's house, and, um, you know, I never told this story. And, uh,
0: <laughs> no, tell it, tell it, tell it. Go. go okay, go, go, and go. we yeah. needed
1: furniture. We had no furniture, so we said, "Where the hell we going to get furniture?" So, my friends and we all went up to the Grand Concourse because that was the Jewish section, and everybody that was that was like beautiful back in the fifties yeah. and early sixties. The Grand Concourse was like Fifth Avenue, Cindy. I know. So we would go in there, and we would steal the. Uh, the stuff that was in the lobby, the the, the furniture, the uh, the table, the couches. And I want to tell you something. It was because of us, it was because of my crew of guys, that they started putting the chains. They chained the luggage, uh, the furniture, and everything. And that was because of us. We would literally walk in to a lobby, pick up a couch, and walk out.
0: How do you really? show up a couch? A couch is big. How do you schlepping yes. the couch?
1: we would pick. We would all pick it up and walk right out with it. <laughs> I mean, right out of the door, right out of the door. Now, the doorman buildings, we couldn't do that because there was a doorman there. But there was a lot of buildings there that didn't have doormen, so we would walk in there and and just take the furniture. And that's how we. And uh, it was really funny because I remember when my friend, my friend Phil Folia, his father was a detective. He came down there and he he saw our club and he goes. He saw these, like, leather couches and things. He goes, what the hell? He goes, what is this? He goes, this place okay. is better. decorated better than my house. Where'd you get this stuff? We said, oh, we, we found it at a sale. We were, and he knew.
0: Okay. He goes, hey,
1: just stay out of trouble. All he is.
0: Okay. You were a class act, pal. Okay. So tell yeah. me, how did you know how to write a play? I have tried. I'm a writer. I can't write a play. How did you know how to do that?
1: Uh, it's very simple. I'm, I'm, I'm gifted. I have oh, a, yeah.
0: I have oh, a... very funny. Very funny. And I'm not. Is that it?
1: No. No, you're gifted in what you do. You've been around for, I do like Watch years. your mouth.
0: Watch your mouth, yeah.
1: Uh, you've been around a long time. That's pretty gift. You have a gift of writing that. Maybe you could write a play if you really maybe put your mind to it.
0: No, I couldn't. How did you learn to write a play? Okay, how did you do that?
1: Because I was a storyteller. I was a storyteller and I read as an actor, I read so many plays and I knew the format, you know, it, it fade in, fade out, cut to, I was so, I was very familiar with that. I was very familiar with plays growing up reading. I started in theater. I was a theater major in school. So I knew <clears throat> the format, but now you got to write, <clears throat> the, excuse me, the stuff. So I don't know, just, it was natural to me.
0: Okay. What are you doing with the show now? I mean, I know what you're doing, but you have to tell the audience.
1: Well, if anybody wants to, I still do the one man show. I still do it after 35 years. Uh, okay. Oh, 35 years. I did my 1,000, like me 10th performance recently at Staten Island in the big theater there. I'm going to be, just so you know, October 1st, I'm going to be. Back on Broadway for one night only at the Town Hall on 43rd Street, one night only. This is a 35-year anniversary, and uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm doing the show, and then I'm doing a Q&A afterwards where the audience will be asking me questions about how did the show happen, about the musical, about the movie. And so I'm going to go through all three trilogies, the movie, the musical, and the one-man show, which started the whole thing.
0: Okay, so how do you get the questions that you will answer? How do you know which ones will you will answer? You're not going to answer them all.
1: Well, I mean, I'll try to. I mean, I if anybody knows about it, it's me. Um, I wrote all three of them. I wrote the movie, I wrote the musical, and I wrote the one-man show. So I could basically answer anything they want, you know, and... Uh, I'm just really looking forward to that one night. But if anybody wants to know where I am, all they have to do is go to net, and my schedule is there for the whole year. I took the summer off, and I start again in September. And uh, that's all they have. Just go on my Instagram, chazpommentary my Instagram, and follow me, and you'll see. I always post where I'm going to be. And my podcast, the chazpommentary podcast, uh, all they have to do is go to my podcast on YouTube or Spotify, Google, uh, and okay. I always talk. I always okay, talk okay. about it.
0: Okay, if you're schlepping to places like Utah or downtown yeah. Wisconsin, wherever the mm. hell that may be, yes. do they actually understand Bronx-type guys?
1: It does it doesn't matter? The show works anywhere. It has it has been a hit everywhere.
0: I know. Everywhere. I know. I know. But do how how can they understand? They I know I know the show is wonderful, so of course they will love yes. it. But how can they understand everything that you guys, talk wise, are talking about?
1: I'll tell you about? why. I'll tell you why. Because I wrote archetypes in the show. I wrote these characters who are archetypes who are. It's it's the conversation he has with his father, is any conversation a boy would have with his father. The problems between the father, the son, and the wise guy, the influences uh, of being poor, of growing up, trying to make money, trying to be success, looking at the line between good and evil. Is it evil? How bad is it? Was Sonny really evil? No, he wasn't. Was he evil? Was he a killer? Yes. But was he evil? But he told the kid, Sonny told the boy to do the same thing that the father did, exactly the same. Get out of the neighborhood, be a success. This is better. This is not for you told them exactly the same. Okay. That's what makes the story so okay. great. Okay,
0: I understand that. <clears throat> did you yourself ever personally have a bad experience with one of these bad guys?
1: With a wise guy, you mean? Yeah. About, about, when you say a bad experience. Uh... Pick
0: pick whatever you want. I mean, did they ever okay. muscle well, you? well, into... I was,
1: uh, I, I knew, yeah, I could tell you that, sure. Uh, in 19... <sighs> Well, I could tell you a couple, but in 1994, mm-hmm. I was—I uh, uh, went to the bar and, um, where, we, where we would go. I, not all, not, I would go visit all the bars, and I went to a bar in 1994. And we were standing outside the bar, and I, I met this—we're just talking, rapping, talking, laughing. They didn't see me in a while. I got nominated for the Academy Award. It was pretty, uh, you know, exciting. And my one friend who I knew just got made, a very dear friend of mine. We used to play basketball together and everything, and he just got made. And we're all talking, and he's standing there. He's all dressed up nice. You know, nobody mentioned anything. And I turned to him because we were laughing about something, and I said, what the hell do you know? Come on, you you don't know anything about that. Kidding around, but but you know, in, in for real. But he was talking about something that I said. No, no, you weren't there. What the hell do you know about that? And I could feel the tension around the guys when I said it. Yeah. And he said, and he said to me, "Chance, could I talk to you a second? So I said, "Oh, yeah, <laughs> what's up?" He, he went, "Come here." And he, he pulled me on the side. Now he's my age. Now same age as me. And he says. Um, He says, you know what happened, right? I go, what? What happened with me? You know, they never say it. And he goes, you know, what happened? What happened? You know. And I went, oh, oh, yes. And then I realized what he was talking about. And I said, yeah, congratulations. And I hugged him and I kissed him. And I said, I'm sorry. I didn't even congratulate you. I I forgot all about it. I just didn't, I didn't think of it, you know? And he said, you can't talk like that to me in front of people anymore. You know? And I knew at that moment, when I looked in his eyes, it was different. We weren't best friends anymore.
0: I got it. It, I got it. I got it.
1: And I just said, cool, man. I get it. And I said, you're right. And he was right. He was right. And I said, I got it, brother. Don't worry about it. And we hugged, kissed. He said, I know. I figured that. I knew you didn't realize it. I said, no, no, no. I I just didn't realize it. And uh, and that was it. Yeah. I got it. it.
0: Okay. I'm coming to an end, but i got to know what might next be for Chaz Palminteri. What are you going to do next that I have to know, other than your one-nighter?
1: Uh, well, I, I, you know, I've, I'm on Godfather of Harlem, the great TV series. Guys want to watch yeah, that. Yeah. It's on with Forrest Whitaker. I'm also on Gravesend with some great play, with some great wonderful actors. I'm on Asante and Forrest uh, yeah, and, um, uh, William Forsythe and Willem de Mayo. Some really wonderful actors on and, Graves And Inn. you've got
0: a great Italian restaurant that I have to come to. I want you have to I come. Want some... I have one of the
1: best. I always say one of the best because I don't want to, you know, say the best. There's a lot of wonderful restaurants in Manhattan. But I have two restaurants, one, Chaz Palmitarri's in Manhattan, 30 West 46th Street, and Chaz Palmitarri's in White Plains, 264 Main Street. Absolutely five-star great restaurants, Romantic people will love it. It's uh, an, an an incredible experience.
0: Okay, get the hell off! I had enough of you. You were wonderful. It was great. To Let me tell you something. To. You <laughs> are a legend. Thank
1: you. <laughs> Thank you are a legend. It. You are a legend. I know. And, I know. and all I have to say to you before you go
0: is, yeah, Cindy Adams only in New York. Thank only you, in baby. New York. Thank you, sweetheart. Right. Thanks, loving Bye. Bye, jazz. Bye.